2: Welcome to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol, here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni and
3: You want to talk about change. And we're not talking about the quarters and dimes in your pocket. We are talking about things going along one way and then suddenly being a different way. Mm-hmm. So how has change come up in your life? Because I can think of a couple of ways that it's showing up in the lives of folks around me.
2: Yeah, uh- it's, it's everywhere, and I, I don't know why I've just been suddenly aware of it, except for, you know, the change in the season, of course, we think about that and how either delighted or not <laughs> we may be about that. Um, but then there's change that happens in our life
3: mm-hmm.
2: around us. Change that happens in our life within us. Um, change in stages. Of life
3: mm-hmm. and
2: desires, desire that we uh, that we want to see, which is a change yep. uh, that we want to see, and I think uh, the desire that we want to see is one of the that probably should be number one in my th- thoughts for this discussion, because it just seems like people are just terribly unhappy everywhere, from <laughs> one extreme yeah. one extreme to the other. And um, when when you sit down and think about it, how much can you, how much uh, power do we have over certain things? You know, some things you just have to accept that you can't change, and then there are just other things that maybe little behavioral switches might help a bit. It, it's a huge topic. At at first, I thought, well, you know. Not that, but it 's really big when I thought about it,
3: yeah, well, at the very least we 're going to be able to fill up a podcast episode with it, and so change comes in a couple of different varieties there are from a personal standpoint there 's the change that we want to have happen i 've been going along, and my life has been this way i 've been uh, overweight or i 've been alone or i 've been unsatisfied with my job or I haven't been happy with my circle of friends, or I haven't been able to stop using whatever substance I've been using. And the change that we want is to have that situation resolved. So suddenly I've got a different group of friends. I've got somebody who I'm now in a long-term relationship with. I've got a job that's fun and uplifting. I've got more money. I'm no longer smoking, whatever. So in that case, the change is something that we're sitting there waiting for the change to happen and getting frustrated because it's not. And then there are the other things. She dumped me. I lost my job. There's a health challenge. Everything was going along just fine. And then it all changed. And those are the changes that we are unhappy with. And it is all completely understandable. Because from our perspective, some of those things are very happy experiences. And some of those things are very unhappy experiences. And it doesn't really have that much to do with whether or not there's change going on. Because, oh, by the way, there's change going on every time something happens, even if it seems like it's exactly the same, it's changed. It's a little bit different. And the next iteration of that experience, another day with the same job, another, uh, another shift, uh, <laughs> working at the same task or hanging out with the same people, uh, seems like it's the same as it's always been, but it's actually a new engagement with a familiar pattern. So change is always at hand. The example that I'd like to give is that if you add up all the arithmetic, uh, it seems like we're sitting here in one place. And in fact, we are on the surface of a globe that is spinning. And that globe is orbiting the sun. And the sun is part of a galaxy that's in motion as well. And the galaxy the galaxy is in motion around the universe. So when they towed up all of the angular momentum, we're moving at about 67,000 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. So... When I think today is going to be the same as yesterday, I've been moving to sixty-seven thousand miles an hour. It might seem the same, but it's different. <laughs> We're in a different place at a different time, and somehow, at least, if it's below the level of my awareness, it's different.
2: Mm-hmm. It's different. That's that's a real reality, right? Mm-hmm. That's a that's science. And but what about? when you want something in your life to change. And and I thought about it, like, if you want something different, you have to do something different. Mm-hmm. And h- tougher than that, you know, you have to be different. Right. And, and that's not such an easy conversation to have with yourself or anybody else. Oh,
3: you know, especially it's somebody else who comes complaining about how people are keeping them down.
2: Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But when you're, you know, you're thinking about yourself, you think, okay, you mean I got to be different? And personally, there were some things that I wanted to change. And I found how many things I do on autopilot, you know, to, mm-hmm. to just get it done, get, just get this done so I can get. And I thought, okay, now I'm going to try. I just don't like certain things. So I'm just going to do it differently, you know, and I mm-hmm. made it sound like a big deal, but it wasn't that big deal but it felt like a big deal you know like just the the route that i take when i do my walk mm-hmm. i just flipped it and i was surprised at how different it felt just because i flipped the direction fur mm-hmm. you know that i was going the scenery was the same but it just felt funny
3: you come up you know? on the backs of everything
2: yeah yeah and i thought okay so if you want something different you have to do something different. Yep. You know, be, and the be something different part is the tough part because it's the discipline to stick with the difference that you have decided you want. Right. Yeah, so.
3: So, And the first part of it is changing our behaviors and our actions. Mm-hmm. If you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you always got. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's a that pithy little saying that's left over from the, uh, the recovery world. And it's about change at a very fundamental level. Um, you, you can't, none of us can expect our life to change if we insist on doing things the way that we've been doing them. And that's true at a behavioral level. Like if I always been smoking and I want to become a non-smoker, I can't continue smoking and become a non-smoker. It just doesn't work. And that one's obvious. And the same thing is true in lots of other areas of our life. And it goes, Way deeper than just the activities that we're involved in. Because in order for me to be that person in a loving relationship, and I'll use that as the example, I have to be somebody who can be in a loving relationship. So it's not just about having someone else who's going to be in a loving relationship with me. I have to bring something to the table so that there's somebody else in the world who wants to be in that relationship with me. Mm -hmm. And if I haven't been acting in a loving and embracing and uplifting way to the people I'm in relationship with, of course I'm not going to be in a loving, connected relationship. I will have been reaping exactly what I've been sowing. So what I got to do is be that which I want to experience. If I want to be part of a loving interaction, then I have to bring some love to it. And that might require more than just pretending to be somebody loving. I might actually have to change something (laughs) inside of myself.
2: (laughs) As you were saying it, I was thinking... That sounds really easy, (laughs) until you have to do it. But I think on the front end, you got to know it's a good thing to know that this change that I want is not going to be easy because I've been doing it this way. Um, listen, (laughs) some changes don't happen because you ask for them or you think of it. Right. You know, sometimes you gotta just stop and say this one is gonna take a little bit. Mm-hmm. And and I think that that's that's a fair and encouraging to me it's an encouraging thing to to realize. Because okay, so let, let's go to church for a minute
3: and <laughs> Amen. <laughs> <laughs> and think about
2: how um, change is I won't say taught, but spoken of. You know, and I need to get this language together about going when I make reference there because I want to make sure I get it right. But it's spoken about in terms of asking for that change to come from an outside influence or an outside Mm -hmm. source. Yeah. And, you know, you just wait on it. And that is so rooted and grounded in the subconscious of people that the frustration that I see or that I encounter with people is really painful almost to me sometimes mm-hmm. because you're, you're looking, you're saying, it's it's like, I'm seeing this is really simple, but you're waiting. And, and any challenge to that is seen as a challenge of one's faith. You know, so you wait and you have faith that certain things will happen. And I think it's like a, such a mixed message. It's a muddy message message, you know, Mm -hmm. because there's so much that's not said and it causes frustration in people's lives. And, and I feel frustrated with that often.
3: Yeah. And we've said on more than one occasion that the universe, the creative law in the universe only has one answer. It's saying yes. And if we're saying that we want to have a particular change in our life and it's not showing up, it's because we're not actually asking for the change that we want. We're looking for something different. And sometimes it's hidden. Sometimes it's subconscious. Sometimes we are not aware of the fact that we're, of, of what we're actually, quote, asking for. And that comes down to deservability. And I will, I'll use the personal story of my body weight. When I was a young adult, I weighed over 300 pounds. And I desperately wanted to not weigh over 300 pounds. I wanted to weigh 200 in a little bit. And... It took years and years and years and years, and then finally the the change happened, and I made the decision and the commitment and found the resources and went on a special program. And this is something that works really well when somebody's in their twenties. <laughs> <laughs> and in a matter of eight months, dropped 112 pounds, and it was life transforming. It's possible that that could have happened any time along the way. And what changed wasn't that the doctor with the diet program showed up or I suddenly was imbued with additional willpower that I wasn't available before. The pieces fit together in such a way that I decided that I was willing to accept that and embrace that and embody that and take the steps that were necessary to experience that. And then I went along for a while and my weight kind of stabilized in the mid two hundreds and I wanted for the longest time to have it be down around 200 again or even lower. And it was years and years and years. And then finally in 2018, 2019, I made the commitment, all right, I'm gonna do that. And I went on a keto diet and stuck to it. And 40, 50 pounds later, there I was. And now since then, I've been in that different range. So the change happened and the change can stay, but the change doesn't happen until we're ready to own it and do everything that's necessary to embody it. So was there something wrong with me? during the 10 years or 20 years or 40 years that I wasn't at the weight that I wanted to be? No or yes. <laughs> mm. I was I was in somehow, I was at cross purposes because I was believing one thing and I was behaving in a different way and I wasn't embodying the the change that I wanted to experience.
2: And each time through that uh, story that you shared, uh, like three times you said, i decided.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And that's what it is, you know. It's 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 a decision. And, and it's getting is,
3: clarity that 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 it's it's time to let go of everything that hasn't been working so far.
2: Y- yeah, it, but even that's a decision that you you get clarity, and sometimes you see it, but you say, "Listen, this is just not going to work. This is not going to help me get to this place that I want to get to." And and I'm very maybe it's me. who needs to take things very slowly because my experience is that, you know, people like headlines and they just, Mm -hmm. you know, this is the way it is. And, but it's not that simple. You have to engage with your own dream. You have to engage with what you see. I, I uh, had that little note on the mirror in the bathroom Mm -hmm. and um, more than once I was going in the wrong direction. (laughs) I thought, okay, wait a minute. What's going on here is not this just reminding me I have to make a decision to do all the things necessary to go in the correct direction, you know, where this weight thing is concerned. And maybe it doesn't happen until you're ready. Well, I don't know what that means. You know, when is ready? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know.
3: And we we know when we're ready and we specifically know when we're not ready. So, because it's not showing up in our life, Mm -hmm. you know, we're looking for a change in the scale, the bathroom scale in the morning and it's not happening. Well, for one reason or another, we're not ready for that. And it could be very subtle or it could be really obvious. Yes. I want to be 10 pounds lighter, but I also want to eat chocolate cake every night. Okay. That's, that's a really easy choice or so it seems. Yeah, and so it to, seems. Yeah, yeah, and so to conclude uh, this this portion, I will just say that God is not overweight. God is infinite, <laughs> so God can't be overweight. God is all of it. So it's about being in balance and in harmony and in a place where what we're experiencing and what we're desiring are in alignment. Let's take a break, and when we continue, we will talk more about to change. is Reverend Bill letting you know that the practical prayer for real results class is now available on demand. That's right. You can take it at your own pace anytime you want. All the information is at BeTheLight.com. That's b the lightcom You know where to find that stuff. The class is five lessons broken down into 18 modules, and you can take them at whatever pace is comfortable for you. As you work through the process, it starts out with the theory, goes into the practice. There are experiential activities and exercises, and at the end of the program, you will wind up with an understanding of how practical prayer works and a practical prayer for yourself that will work to create transformation in your life.
2: Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni. We're talking about change.
3: We are talking about change, things going along one way and then suddenly going along a different way. And the delta, as the scientists describe, between what was and what is, between uh, path number one and path B. <laughs> to make it sound like algebra, <laughs> sometimes it
2: feels like it. <laughs> yeah, lifestyle algebra.
3: Yeah, and I've mentioned before that Louise Hay, when she was writing uh, You Can Heal Your Life, a best-selling book from the 80s, said that she'd worked with hundreds or thousands of clients doing her healing prayer and practitioner work and that every one of them had a belief that they weren't worthy. They didn't deserve the change that they were looking for. Uh, And 100% is a pretty compelling statistic, So if that's what Louise Hay found then, let's go with the notion that it's still true. Mm -hmm. That if we have a a life experience that we're having, and we want to be experiencing something different in our life, that we want to have some change, that the reason that we're not experiencing the different life that we want to have is because somehow we believe we're not worthy of it, or we don't deserve it. We're not good enough to have it.
2: During the break, I thought about something that just happened recently to me. And as you were speaking, I was thinking, okay, does that fit just now? I don't know. So let me throw it out there. Before the pre-pandemic, I had one kind of life mm-hmm. with my work and, and things like that. Then the pandemic came, interrupted everything. <laughs> and um, <laughs> in, in this case that I'm thinking of, in a good way, you know, I was just Totally fine with it because I could make the adjustment. But I think in the back of my mind, I was thinking that after the pandemic, all of the good and whatever I was able to gather that was good during the pandemic, I will take that back to my old (laughs) way of doing things Mm. and it'll be just even more enhanced. So I was just really expecting something, you know, different. And post-pandemic, it is not the same. No, it is not. Not. And I had to really tell myself, it's really not. So a lot of things that you were doing and holding on to, you have to let it go. And that was hard because, but what if? Maybe I'll just wait a minute. (laughs) 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 Wait, it might be, you know, it's my and I would never say go back, but that's Mm -hmm. what I was thinking. You know, that's what I was feeling. And I felt so ashamed of that because, my goodness, you know, I have risen above that, but not really, right? So I'm—okay, so I'm embarrassed. And when I look in this mirror that I have, you know, in in the bathroom, like sometimes I walk by it like this because—
3: <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to see it.
2: <laughs> Don't want to see it, but um, I'm joking. But it, re- it required me to do some things that I did not, I was slow doing it. I'm telling you, I was giving up some things, some physical things. I mean, you know, a lot of different things. And um, so when you talked about it, you talked about worthiness. And I'm thinking, mm. did I feel unworthy for this change? Mm, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, I, maybe the word ill-prepared might be like, I see the way things are. And I said, are you prepared for this? And I had to hmm. stop for a minute. You know, that minute that I stopped might be the equivalent of an hour of thinking. <laughs> 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 and I'm thinking, well, first of all, young lady, you are not going to be not prepared. So whatever it is you have to do to get prepared, you well, do it.
3: And, <laughs> that, that's definitely and do your it style. N-
2: yeah, you and do if it I'm right not prepared, now. Then let's go
3: do some preparation really fast.
2: You do it right now because you have missed, you know, that's just how it goes. So I I shifted into another gear. And I'm telling you, some of the things that I had to do, I'm talking about changes, like getting rid of stuff and whatever. It was uncomfortable. Yeah. It, it was. Yeah. Yeah. What if I'm going to need it? Well, you can get another one
3: you know uh, and, yeah and, it- and 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 what if you never need it what if it's never coming back maybe if maybe that stuff is not coming back around and i mean the, the other part about change is that there's some surrender there's some releasing and letting go yeah. because you know if you have a a, a trapeze artist okay the death defying trapeze and they're going to swing jump from one trapeze to another if they're not willing to let go of the first trapeze it's really a not, not a very interesting act. Yeah. <laughs> They're just swinging back and forth. <laughs>
2: well, thanks.
3: <laughs> well,
2: thanks Which just hitting me right with that
3: one. <laughs> that's so true, though. It is. Yeah. Right. In order to embrace that next experience, in order to grab the next trapeze, we have to let go of the old one. And that's not easy. You know, I can make a joke about it and talk about the trapeze artist. But, you know, I've never been swinging, you know, 25, 30 feet up off the ground. Mm. Letting go of a perfectly good trapeze <laughs> it just doesn't seem to be in character for me. So there's, you know, there's a need to let go of what has been so that we can embrace the whatever it is that that's coming next. And yeah, and that's that's the letting go. You know, you're talking about the pandemic and uh, in the end of 2019, I've been working five years in a technology job and uh, it was time to leave. And basically, they were foisting twice as much work on me without, you know, (laughs) accommodating the fact that I was already running a spiritual community and doing all the other stuff that I was doing. And they just said, oh, you just have to work harder. It's like, it's not going to work. not going to do it. So in December of 2019, I left the tech job, and I was putting, you know, great planner putting together, okay, what am I going to do? So I had a friend who has, uh, she's a psychologist. She had an office in center city, Philadelphia, and she only used it a couple of days a week. So she's going to let me use her practitioner office one or two days a week. So I have a space where I can have clients and, you know, be, do a commute. And then I started working with a lot of yoga studios because we're going to start doing experiential, physical, spiritual activities and bring those into yoga studios and do those together with people. And everything worked perfectly right up until the beginning of March of 2020. And then everything shut down Mm -hmm. and the yoga Mm -hmm. studios like, well, uh, actually the one where I was going to do the, uh, the, 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 the first batch of them sold the studio. So that was no longer available. Um, the psychologist who I was uh, using space from gave up the office, uh, which was fortunate because shortly thereafter, there were all the riots from George Floyd, Mm -hmm. which (laughs) trashed Walnut street, which is where the office Mm was. Um, and that's not coming back. Mm -hmm. None of those things are coming back. And when we do get back into doing stuff at yoga studios, it's gonna be different because people are prioritizing things differently and understanding the way they're gonna engage in community and what it is that they wanna create. Because now it's because of the change, we value things that we got to make assumptions about before. Mm -hmm. And we've let go of things that we've made assumptions that were important and we don't have anymore. You know, Mm -hmm. the number of people who are doing things online is just amazing. Yeah, you know, yeah. for for closing in on three years now, over two and a half years, I've been doing meditations online twice a, twice a day, every day. Yeah, and you know, when I first started doing it, it's like, well, I'm staying home anyhow, and now it's become part of the priority. I could find other things to do, but that's something that, as a change, brought something new. As an opportunity, and I've been able to embrace that, and really, I'm having a lot of fun. I get to connect with people from all over the country and all over the world, you know, for 15 minutes and do some spiritual practice together with them. And if we're not willing to embrace change, if we're just sitting there saying, "Oh, this will blow over," I'll just wait. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Then then, you know, then (laughs) we miss the opportunity for the good stuff.
2: Exactly. Um, my son just did a, a convention a conference or something they they have a lot of vendors, and um, he 's a massage therapist, and they was, you know this was his first one. And my husband and I did these kind of conventions like ten 30 years ago, different stuff right. and so we were we knew how to do it and in the house, you know i 'm the artistic person, so I do all the artwork and the powerpoints and so I told him i 'll do this for you, but I still do things the old fashioned way. I didn't even know that there was another way to do it. I just keep doing stuff the way I always have. And he said, well, I'll do this. And I'm thinking, but he never does this. He doesn't know what to do. Anyway, long story short, in about an hour or so, he had a fabulous presentation that was all digital and it's running and it's repeating. It took, I would have done it, but it would have took me a week. Because Mm -hmm. I'm doing it the (laughs) old-fashioned way. And I'm thinking, why didn't he just give me enough time? But uh, long story short, when he came home, you know, he was excited to tell us about how it went. And I'm looking at this thinking, Carol, you got to learn this stuff. You can't do it the same way you did before. And it's it's not that I'm saying it looked better. It just, it would have taken me forever to do it. Yeah. And I thought, Ed, if I could learn to do this in the hour that it took him, well, just think about what else I could do because I'll have all this time. And it's it's tough because for a second when he said, Oh, I, I'll do it, I felt, Oh, he I'm being doesn't discard yeah. it. And More I thought, uh-uh, That ain't going to happen. I'll just figure <laughs> out how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll figure out how to get this done and you know I did actually I did uh, do some little tutoring stuff I said I got this I yeah. knew this not a okay. problem
3: And you can look at what he did and say just not from a production standpoint but from a, a, a strategic and creative standpoint all right change this around it's going to make it better it's going to hold <laughs> together it's going to tell the story better because yeah. that's taking what you can do and bringing it into a different context and then the change is different than you just switching out your skill set for a different skill set. Let's yeah. do another break and we got a prayer. We've been talking about change. So, uh the prayer is about being uh changing in harmony and balance and fluidly without all of the struggle and angst.
2: Mm.
1: Learn to put practical prayer to work in your life. The steps are simple to learn and let you begin to get real results to create the life of your dreams immediately. Reverend Bill Marcioni's widely acclaimed book, Practical Prayer for Real Results, gives you a clear summary of the new thought principles behind practical prayer and the series of easy to understand steps found in the most effective prayers from religions and spiritual practices all over the world and throughout history. Practical prayer is not a replacement for your religion or practice. It's a technique to make the work you do in consciousness
2: Back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni, and I just want to say this. You know, you're we talking about the change and how to do things, and I was sharing this story. Yeah, that's one thing. I will look at something and say, I am not going to be left out of this, and that—that <laughs> <laughs> that is, you have no idea how motivating that is for me. Oh no, I'm not going to be the one. Uh, I'm
3: uh-huh. I'm not, I'm not getting out of that one. I understand and a lot of times that can, that can push us into growing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely can. And change is interesting because we can hear about change and think that it's a good thing. We can hear about change and thinks that it's a bad thing. Uh, and the difference is how we're engaging with it. Change is actually about surrendering what was and opening to what's next. And that's the prayer that we're going to do today change, surrendering what has been up until now and opening to a new possibility for what could happen next. Mm. And we do that by turning our attention away from the circumstances and situations, the specifics in the world around us, either the way that things have been or the way that we want them to be. We turn our attention away from that and open to that infinite creative power, that divine presence, that one love, that source of everything. We call it God or spirit or nature or the creator or the big bang or sweetie, whatever it is that we call it, is that one creative force that shares itself as all of its creation. Everything is that one taking its own particular form. That includes me. That includes each one who is within the sound of my voice. Each of us is an individualization, a particularization, uh, an aspect of that divine presence in our own way. And I know that all the experiences that we're having Right now, and everything that's led up until now, and in all of the coming moments, is that divine power, that infinite love expressing itself in a fresh and new way. So I know, without any question whatsoever, that love is unfolding right here and right now, that there is newness that is possible, and each of us, in our own way, is opening to something brand new, letting go of what's no longer serving us, surrendering the old and stepping boldly and comfortably and peacefully into that next experience of newness. There is no need for disruption or upset or difficulty in this transition. There is the opportunity and the possibility for peace and harmony to unfold, for change to happen in a way that brings goodness and uplift, harmony, joy, peace, serenity, health, vitality, prosperity, creativity, and goodness, to each of us, and to everyone involved. It's not a competition. As change happens, newness is unfolding. When the flowers bloom in a garden, they're not taking anything away from the soil. They're taking what is available from the soil and turning it into a joyous expression of God's love and sharing it with the bees and sharing it with the people and sharing it with the rest of the world. Allowing that growth, that change to happen being filled and fed by all the resources that are available that same thing is true of each of us now we're each fed and fueled and uplifted and supported by that infinite creative power all of the resource that's necessary for this is already at hand it's already unfolding now and i'm so so grateful for it i'm grateful for the good that's unfolding i'm grateful for the willingness of each one to let go of what has been to open to what's new to invite it in to participate fully in that next new experience of joy and uplift. And so with gratitude for all of this good and more, I speak this word and I release it into the creative law that only has one answer. It always says yes. And I know with absolute certainty it is already saying yes. This good is underway now. And so I let it be. And so it is.
0: Practical Prayer Podcast with Rev. Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence is a production of BeTheLight.com
1: B-The-Light.com
0: where you can find more information about practical prayer for real results.
1: Our theme is by Music of Wisdom. You can learn about the spiritual community of New Thought Philadelphia with daily guided meditations,
0: weekly celebrations of spirit,
1: and Rev. Bill's classes in practical spirituality
0: at NewThoughtPhilly.org